Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse, Golf Monthly's weekly look at the various different events around the world in golf. Today we preview the PGA Championship and chat to 2017 Masters Champion and Ryder Cup record point scorer Sergio Garcia. Hi, I'm Sergio Garcia. Welcome to the Golf Monthly Clubhouse podcast. The Clubhouse is brought to you by Titleist, the number one ball in golf, and the chosen golf ball of previous PGA Championship winners Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth and Jimmy Walker, who all trusted the Pro V1 and Pro V1X golf balls for their major victories. For more information, head to titleist.co.uk. Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse. My name's Tom Clark. And I'm looking out the window and it's absolutely pouring with rain and I'm glad I'm inside not playing golf uh, and got a chance to chat to Elliot Heath. How are you doing, Elliot? Hey, Tom. Good to chat to you. Uh, I am pretty good, yeah. The, the weather's crazy down here as well in Surrey. It's, uh, yeah, thunder, lightning, sun. We've had it all today. Yeah, it's absolutely mental. And, um, yeah, all, all, the, all this talk about being really happy about being able to get out and play sport again and golf and things like that. And suddenly I'm looking outside and going... When's it ever going to stop raining? We had all that dry weather when we were locked down and now it's really wet. So uh, fingers crossed the weather will break in England in the near future. We'll be able to hit more golf courses a bit harder than we have been. Um, it's now sunny as well. About 10 minutes ago, it was pouring rain. There was thunder and lightning and now the sun's come out. I don't know what's going on, but hey, English weather. I love it. Uh, and it's a big week this week. It's the second major of the year, the PGA Championship being played at Kira Island. So we've got a big bumper podcast with loads of decent stuff in there to look ahead to the second major which we're all really looking forward to are you looking forward to it Elliot yeah I can't wait I've said this loads of times recently but just really excited to see Keir Island because yeah I wasn't really old enough when it was here last time so uh, yeah I can't wait it looks absolutely amazing and, and I remember bits of Rory's win but um, yeah it just looks like a phenomenal course and, and we've got a great field so yeah very excited yeah you make me feel quite old when you say that you are too young to remember nine years ago uh because i didn't remember nine years ago it was 2012 is one of those ones i don't think actually many people do really remember this one because it was on a very similar time to the olympics if not at the same time as the olympics in london when there was absolute olympic fever going on in the uk and around the world um and i don't know if that had an effect actually on who finished in the top group there's four Englishmen right at the top of the leaderboard last time so um, I don't know whether that was something on the back of uh, everyone's joy of sport and all, everyone doing well and Mo Farah and um, Jessica Ennis and all that lot winning loads of medals so I don't know about that but um, uh, yeah really looking forward to it and Keir Island is a fantastic place so uh, we'll definitely look forward to chatting about that but before we do that we've got some exclusive Sergio Garcia audio uh, from the 2017 Master Champion and Ryder Cup record point scorer as he discusses his return to TaylorMade this week's PJ Championship and he's also his desire to make his 10th Ryder Cup appearance this year. So before we get into the PJ Championship, enjoy listening to Sergio Garcia. Delighted to be joined by 2017 Master Champion and Ryder Cup record point scorer Sergio Garcia. Sergio, I understand you have some big news for us today. 
Uh, I do actually. Yeah, it's uh, it's very exciting. Um, so uh, I'm I'm very happy to uh, to announce that uh, that I'm back with uh, with my family, uh, with the Telemed family that I've uh, spent so many years with. Uh, took a, a about three year break, but um, you know, excited to be back. Uh, obviously. Always love the, the equipment and and uh, and the and the people, everyone that works there. Um, they do they do an amazing job. So, uh, I mean, I have even without having a contract with anyone, I have been playing most of uh, most of the Telemate uh, equipment uh, this last uh, year and a half or so. So uh, yeah, it's exciting, and uh, you know, can't wait to uh, to get started. Yeah, 15 years with the company uh, must feel like you're back back with the family, and uh, I guess. Firstly, what was the reason to make you return? Well, uh, I think I think it was a combination of, obviously, I it's where I've played my best golf, um, and um, you know I've always felt comfortable with it. Uh, talking to them, you know, we felt like uh, they uh, the love for for me was still there, uh, and uh, you know it was easy to uh, have a. a conversation with them and and see if there was uh, it was a way to to get back together and uh, we uh, we obviously found a way and and we're excited for it yeah and you think the move's gonna help your career going forward to, to achieve your goals I yeah I think so uh, I mean that's uh, that's one of the reasons why we're doing it uh, obviously like I was saying early uh, I like um, you know I love the people uh, the work, the work, that that work in Carlsbad and and also on the track and everyone, and uh, but most importantly, I love the the equipment that they make. Uh, I've always I've always been very very happy with it. Uh, it's never it's never been uh, I've never really had any issues with it. Uh, playing any of the any of their stuff uh, doesn't matter if it's woods or irons or putters or. Uh, golf balls, anything like that. So um, it's, uh, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, and I was talking to Adrian, your tour fitter, about your time as a free agent and how you were you were still testing the clubs for him and sort of acting like a guinea pig. Can you talk about that? <laughs> no, I mean, I was, uh, I obviously was, I've always been, like I said, you know, I've always liked their equipment. I've always liked the telemed equipment. So, um so as a as a free agent, obviously I I was testing a couple other things, but uh, you know, but it seemed like uh, I would always go back to uh, to some of the Telma stuff because uh, because it's what felt the best for me. So um, you know, I was happy for him to send me some of the new stuff, and I could test it and, and give him some feedback and and uh, and see if uh, if I was uh, gonna put it in play or not. So um, it's uh, you know it's it's. Nothing, nothing new, I guess. Uh, but uh, you know, it's uh, I was trying to help a little bit, I guess, and help myself too. <laughs> and yeah, you got the new TP5X in the bag at the moment, I think. And um, for us amateurs, I guess we sort of occasionally use different balls here and there. But like, how important is the golf ball for for a touring professional? Yes, it's very important. Um, uh, it's it's obviously, I mean, obviously. Uh, the woods, I think the woods and the and the ball is the most important equipment that uh, that you have in in the bag. Uh, irons are, you know, a little bit more consistent throughout, uh, but uh, but when it comes down to 
to the to the woods and and the ball is is what uh, what is going to make the uh, the biggest difference in in your game um, for good or for bad. So uh, if you choose the wrong equipment, it's gonna it's gonna hurt you a lot. And if you choose the right equipment, you know it can help you a lot. So yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm I'm excited about. Uh, what uh, what we're working with, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of going back and forth between uh, the TP5X and the and the TP5, uh, which is which is a ball that I the TP5 is the ball that I played uh, for most of my years when when I was with Telomade, and it's the one I use when when I won the Masters and stuff. So um, you know they're both great balls, and uh, it's just a matter of finding exactly which one is the the one that. Uh, Kind of feels the the absolute best for you. Yeah, can can you remember when you first put a TaylorMade ball in in play? It was I think you were the first guy back in two thousand and six. Yes, I think it was the TP Red, uh, <laughs> if I if I remember correctly. And uh, yeah, no, it was uh, it was exciting. It was exciting because uh, because it was the first actual TaylorMade ball. Uh, obviously, they. TaylorMade bought uh, MaxFly uh, in the I think it was in the early 2000s and um but that that didn't quite work and and i remember talking to marking at that time uh was the ceo of uh, TaylorMade, and and i remember talking to him and kind of trying to uh to see what what we we're gonna do and and uh, you know and i kind of i kind of told him i said you know mark why don't you why don't you run down and you know think about maybe instead of trying to make the max fly ball you know better and 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 stuff like that because you know the max fly ball at the time it was you know it was more like a like a like an amateur kind of ball you would say you know like a mid amateur kind of ball ball so he said why why don't you i mean telemade brand is is a great brand why don't you just call it telemade and kind of start from scratch and you know obviously they they talked about it and uh they um I think uh, they they like the idea and and you know that's uh, here's where we are now. <laughs> nice, uh, yeah. You get on with Rory very well, don't you as well? So is it good to to be uh, part of the TaylorMade team with Rory? Is he had a word and, and introduced you again? Yes, definitely. Uh, I uh, you know unfortunately we were only uh, TaylorMade teammates for uh, for about half a year or so, uh, if I remember correctly. Um, so um, you know, it's it's good to uh, it's good to be back. Obviously, yeah, we get along well. I get along great with uh, with Tommy too, uh, and DJ, and you know, so uh, so many of the guys, uh, Colin Morikawa too. So it's uh, you know, it's a great group of guys, and um, you know, I'm excited to to join them. Yeah, and um, we're speaking to Adrian as well. And he was saying about your your irons at the moment. You, you've got the Masters winning ones in the bag. Um, to try and settle you in, are you uh, happy with those? Yes, um, yes, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that now we'll uh, we'll kind of look at uh, some of the other options they have and and see if there's there's something that uh, that might uh, feel better than than the I think the 750s that I have at the moment, um, but. Uh, you know, at the moment I'm happy with it, uh, but we'll, uh, you know, we'll keep working in, in trying to find something that uh, that helps even more. Yeah. So, so where's the game feeling at the moment? You know, it's it's funny because I feel like uh, I feel like my game is is in a good spot. 
I just need a couple of things to kind of go my way a little bit, and I feel like I can I can really get going. Uh, obviously, I'm I'm coming off three missed cuts, but but it's but there were three missed cuts without playing badly. You know, it's just like things things just didn't didn't happen. Uh, so you know, I'm excited about it. Um, I'm you know hoping to get going here this week, and and uh, you know, I've been I've been playing quite nicely uh, throughout the year. So, uh, you know, and I, I want to get back into that uh, that motion. Yeah, looking at your stats, uh, you're, you're hitting the ball quite a long way at the moment. Is that sort of something that you're trying to do? You um, getting a bit more speed? Um, well, I think that uh, obviously it's a combination. Uh, I think it's a combination for me of uh, playing the right equipment. Uh, obviously, I... For a couple of years, I didn't play the right equipment, and and because of that, my confidence wasn't there. I, I wasn't, I wasn't able to swing as, as freely as I wanted because because I I didn't know where, where if the ball was gonna do what uh, what I wanted it to do. So, um, you know, when I when I started going back to like the telemetry driver and and uh, and the telemetry ball, obviously. Uh, it gave me a little bit of more of that confidence, the, seeing the ball uh, doing, and more, more than anything, doing what I was feeling uh, that uh, that the ball sh- should do when I hit it. You know, if I was feeling like I pushed it a little bit, then it would it would go a little right. Or if I felt like it was a nice shot with a draw, it would draw and things like that. So when that happens, then obviously you can, you know, you can swing a little a little faster, a little bit more confident. Um, obviously, I'm I'm hitting the ball. Up a lot more than I than I had my whole career because that's that's the way you have to you have to hit it these days to uh, to take advantage of the technology. Um, so uh, you know I think that that combination it's uh, it's helped out uh, uh, quite a bit. And the the best thing about it is not only that I'm hitting it farther with with my driver, but I'm I'm hitting it quite straight too. So that's that's important. Yeah, good combination, especially this week. It's going to be the uh, the longest major course in history, I believe, and. Basically, a ball striker's paradise, which yeah, it should should suit you quite well. Yeah, hopefully that would be nice. <laughs> uh, what do you remember about Keogh Island last time? Um, well, I remember, uh, uh, I remember obviously that Rory won. Uh, I remember that uh, at that time they they changed the greens, uh, so it's uh, I think it's all like uh, that kind of soja uh, kukuya kind of grass and. Um, you know, it's it's the kind of golf course that uh, obviously the weather is good and it's it gets firm and a little bit of breeze and stuff, which obviously is next to the water. It can be it can be quite tricky. Uh, so you have to uh, you have to be confident with what you're doing and uh, you know just uh, go out there and 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 do it. Yeah, have you played <laughs> it yet this week? I've not. I'm gonna go play this afternoon. Oh, nice. So, yeah, how hungry are you to pick up another major then in, in this next stage of your career? Yes, I'm, uh, you know, I, it's obviously one of the goals. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not getting any younger, but I feel like, you know, I feel like my game, it's, uh, it's in a good spot. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited about it and, and I want to give myself chances of, of doing that. And, uh, you know, I want to, I want to start here this this week. Yeah, and it's such a big year with the Olympics, and you you must be thinking about that Ryder Cup as well in September. Be your tenth appearance um, for sure. Yeah, how yeah. how much do you want to make that? 
Uh, very much. Um, I mean, I can't tell you how much because it's it's difficult to to explain it in in words. But uh, yeah, it's it's one of the obviously it's a, it is a big year with uh, with the majors, with the Olympics, and and with the Ryder Cup. Uh, so it's something that I I, I def I definitely want to be a part of. Um, I I love the Ryder Cup and I feel that I bring my my best stuff there and uh, you know hopefully. Uh, you know, I can have a, a good, solid uh, part of the year until until September and uh, make sure that I'm part of that team. Yeah, I think Europe are going to need their experience, guys. It doesn't look like there's going to be many Europeans there uh, with the current restrictions. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know. It's um, it's kind of funny with, with everything that's been going on and with the pandemic and, and the way the tours are are looking at the moment and stuff um so we'll see we'll see what uh how it shapes up but there's still there's still many months to go so a lot of things can can happen and a lot of big tournaments coming up so yeah nice and yeah just touching on the olympics then is is that your goal to, to make that team will you be there in tokyo if you qualify um i think so yes uh it's um obviously I mean, I love I love the Olympics and I love representing Spain, but it is a funny it is a funny year, and you know it's 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 not really going to be like a true Olympic experience going there, unfortunately, because of everything that's going on. So um, you know, I have to make sure that uh, everything it's where it should be, and. Uh, you know, uh, obviously, there's like we were saying earlier. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of things to to play for this year, and and I wanna I wanna make sure that I'm part of the Ryder Cup team. And you know, if uh, if maybe that means that I have to uh, skip the Olympics to play a couple extra tournaments to to give myself a better chance, then uh, I might do that. But hopefully, hopefully, it won't get to that. Yeah. So the Ryder Cup is the the only thing on your mind. No, obviously the majors too, uh, but uh, but yeah, the Ryder Cup. It's uh, you know it's it's always number one in my in my mind. Oh, brilliant, Sergio. I hope you make that team, and, and thanks a lot for talking to me, Sergio. Good luck this Thank week, you. and good luck with your new venture with Taylor Made. I hope it goes well for you. Thank you. Elliot. So there you go. There was Sergio Garcia interviewed by our very own Elliot Heath, and he seemed in good form, didn't he? And it's amazing how he he really wants to get in that Ryder Cup team, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, that was brilliant chat to Sergio today. He is uh, a legend, in my view. He's probably the best ball striker of his era. I don't know. Definitely one of them. Because every time you turn the TV on and you see like Sergio um, wincing or maybe like leaning a little bit, you just there's no doubt that he's called it dead centre of the middle of the club face. Whereas, you know, some pros might hit the odd thin here and there. But yeah, he's just a phenomenal golfer and... Yeah, like you said there about the Ryder Cup, I can't wait to see him play. You simply can't drop him, can you? He's the, the all-time record point scorer. Even if he's not on form, you've got to take him because he just rises in the Ryder Cup. And yeah, I, I'm going to look back watching Sergio when I'm a bit older and be like, yeah, I, I loved watching Sergio Garcia play. He was a brilliant player. Yeah, Sergio loves the Ryder Cup as well. I think that's something to do with Seve, to be honest with you, you know, and all the uh, history that the Spaniards have had over the years. Also, I think having Sergio in an American Ryder Cup as well, I think it's quite important. He's got about as much experience as any other European has ever had playing over in America. Um, you know, he's he's 
he's got so much to offer. I think a team, especially if there's a few rookies, you know, if you've got Sergio in the team, you can always rely on him to be to do very well. So, um, yeah, I think we're all, all hoping. Well, I can't wait for the Ryder Cup, but the Ryder Cup's down the road. We've got three men's majors to go before that, and the Olympics, and all the women's golf as well. So, uh, loads to look forward to before the Ryder Cup. So. Um, We'll wait and see if, if Sergio can make the team. I'm sure he's going to be on the list. He will definitely be at the Ryder Cup. I remember being at the 2010 Ryder Cup, Celtic Manor, where Sergio didn't make the team, but he was a vice-captain, probably one of the youngest vice-captains ever. He's running around the place, cheering away, and I think he helped inspire the team uh, to a, a great recovery and to win that. So, um, yeah, really uh, looking forward to uh, seeing if Sergio can make the team and also the Ryder Cup. So... Before we get on to the PGA Championship, we've got to look back on what happened over the weekend. Uh, KH Lee won his maiden PGA Tour title at the AT&T Byron Nelson in Texas. The Korean finished at 25 under par, three clear of basketball championship winner Sam Burns, who continues his excellent form. Lee is up to a career high of 59th in the world and qualifies for this week's PGA Championship. Fair play to him. I thought he played very well. Yeah, brilliant finish there. Made a, a lovely birdie on 17 to basically wrap up the title, didn't he? With uh, <laughs> some pretty English weather, you'd have to say. It, it looked very dodgy, but yeah, fair play. Brilliant finish. Looking at his record, actually, he's won the Korean Open twice, which two massive events for, for a Korean like that. So uh, yeah, a big stride in his career was taken at the weekend. He's only 29 as well, playing in a, a big major this week. So um, yeah, really good performance from KH Lee. Yeah, he, he was very impressive and, um, you know, shooting 66 in the final round to win a PJ Tour title. Uh, I think that's fair play, isn't it? Um, I think Sam Burns had a very good week as well. You know, he shot 65-62 those first two rounds. Uh, and I was a bit gutted because um, he was tipped by our very informed Jeremy Chapman, the uh, golf tipster that we use. Uh, so I was cheering him on, but he uh, just faded away a bit. Actually, I don't think he's actually played that badly. I think KSL just played particularly well. So, um, you know, obviously, again, another golfer from Asia doing very well on the PJ Tour. It's brilliant to see, isn't it? You know, Matsuyama obviously winning the Masters, KSL now winning again. Do we think that this could carry on into this week for the second major? Yeah, possibly. He could, uh, or maybe another Korean could follow Y.E. Yang, didn't he? He's the uh, the only Asian male to, to win a major before Hideki. So, yeah, it's definitely a very strong, strong golfing continent that keeps on growing. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's very impressive. Yeah, absolutely. And there was another great, and this was a, this is pretty much the best story almost of the year so far, uh, at the British Masters at the Belfry. Great to see the Belfry. Again, dealing with some English conditions, but got through it. Uh, and Richard Bland won his maiden European Tour title in his 478th start at the Belfry. The Englishman made a stunning birdie on 18 in regulation and then beat Guido Migliosi on the first playoff hole. And, I mean, is this the best story of the year so far? Yeah, it's got to be, hasn't it? It's just the emotion that you saw there. It was just incredible. Um, Tim Barter, who's his coach, was interviewing him after. And the bless him, the pair looked like they were mourning something or something because they were both in tears. Um, yeah, it was just a, a great moment. And well done, Blandy. I mean, he's been around the block about 25 times. And uh, clearly never given up on his dream to, to win a title. And what a title to win is your first one as well, the British Masters at the Belfry. So, uh, yeah, very, very well deserved by who's been a fantastic servant for the game. 
yeah, he, he, exactly. He's he's done an awful lot for the game. He's he's been out there. So like, he's had something like fifty top tens without a win. Uh, Twenty nineteen, he had four second places, and uh, you know some of those were uh, on the challenge tour as well. But you know, he's he's just never for whatever reason he just hasn't been able to get over the line, has he? And uh, he really, really pushed himself. Uh, and that birdie on on eighteen was a hell of a part. And I, th- I think everyone thought, oh, he's won it. And Mick Dozier actually played very well to get, get into the playoffs. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a great story. Um, obviously, that opens up a few doors to him as well. Um, and he's you know, he's back up inside the world's top 200 now with that with that win. Um, and it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really big result for him, isn't it? It's his, his second top 10 of the uh, year as well. So he has been in some decent form. But uh, let's hope he can... Um, have a really good last, you know, good few couple of years as well to come. You know, he's uh, he's probably been thinking about trying to hit the seniors tour, but now he's uh, now he's won. He's probably hoping that he can stay on the European tour for a few years as well now. So, uh, yeah, definitely, I think one of the the big big positive stories to come out of golf in the last year or so. So, we're going to chat about the PGA Championship now. Uh, but before we do, we need to talk about our sponsors, Titleist, and the momentum the brand is taking into Kiowa Island this week. Last week at the Betfred British Masters, Titleist golf ball loyalist Richard Bland placed his trust in the Pro V1 golf ball as he captured his maiden European Tour title and moved inside the top 15 of the Race to Dubai rankings for the first time this season. Bland was also joined in the winner's circle by fellow first-time winner KH Lee, who trusted the Pro V1X golf ball to secure his maiden PJ Tour win at the AT&T Byron Nelson Championship. The number one brand in golf was also trusted by more players in the driver, utility, hybrid, iron and wedge categories than any other brand. To find out more about Titleist's fantastic product lineup in 2021, head to titleist.co.uk. So, let's talk about the 103rd PGA Championship at Keir Island. Now, it's moved position, of course, from a few years ago, it used to be the final uh, major of the year, and that's the second. Elliot, are you a fan of this tournament? Yeah, I love this tournament. It's uh, It doesn't probably get the love that it deserves, really, does it? Everybody knows it as sort of the, the fourth of the four majors in the men's game. But, uh, yeah, it's got a fantastic trophy, fantastic history. Well over 100 years old now, um, well, the PGA of America is, and, and this tournament is in its 103rd iteration this year. Um, goes to some great courses. It's always on rotation, isn't it? So we do get to see... Uh, some public courses like Harding Park last year in Keel Island this week and Beth Page a couple of years ago to to the Southern Hills and Walters Rolls and you know all the, the classic ones that I like to use. So yeah, it's a fantastic championship. It's it's always different. It's always got the strongest field in golf. And we've seen some amazing moments, haven't we, over the years? Um just yeah, year after year this tournament does seem to deliver. And uh it's probably on the best course on the road to this year, I think like Keel Island, I, I know I keep saying it, but just looks absolutely fantastic and very, very difficult as well. Yeah, I think there's there's no doubt that Keel Island is obviously a, a, a real test of golf. If the weather gets up as well, if it, if it gets windy or anything like that, it can be really, really tough. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. And um, what's a, so you've already said that you're too young to remember Rory winning it in 2012, which again makes me feel slightly ill. Um, so, is there any yeah. more recent event that you can remember? Well, yeah, I don't know if I was too young. I think it was just, I was, what would I have been? 
14, 15, and like, I don't think we had Sky Sports back then. So I think it was like a BBC live text updates job and, and maybe like the radio coverage. But um, yeah, I do, I do remember tuning into this and uh, seeing some great moments. I think probably a recent one would be Bell Reeve in 2018 when Tiger Woods went really close. Uh, we thought that would be his first major win in 10 years. Didn't get the job done in the end and Brooks Kepka finished it off really well. Um, and then went on and won the very next year, didn't he? I, I thought last year was really good as well at, at Harden Park. Um, Morikawa making that amazing eagle on 16. Um, I remember watching Keegan Bradley beat Duffner down the stretch. That was really good, wasn't it? I think that was Atlanta Athletic Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a great course. And um, Duffner sort of handed it away, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, that's the thing. PJ, it is a weird tournament. I don't think there's any golfer out there, if they were asked, what major would you like to win first? None of them are going to say the PJ Championship. Let's face it. <laughs> no. But actually, the PJ Championship is usually a very strong event. It's usually got one of the strongest fields in golf. That's what they always used to used to say. They try and get more of the world's top 100 in the, the field than any other major uh, because of the way that um, people qualify for it. And it's usually a very good standard. You know, the you know the golfers are usually. If you're going to win this, you've got to play really decent golf, haven't you? Uh, there's no, there's not going to be any hiding out there. So um, we're going to see all the best players in the world, hopefully going toe to toe and making it a really, really memorable 2021 PJ Championship. Um, and who? No, straight into it. Who do you think? Who do you think's in the best form at the moment going into this? Best form, you would have to say. Uh, probably Rory McIlroy after his win. I mean, he hasn't got the the six months of form, but he has got the the very uh, recent form. So uh, I can see why he's rightly favourite. But looking at form, guys, I mean, Morikawa won a WGC a couple of months ago. Patrick Reed in great form. Uh, and then someone who hasn't won this year, Victor Hovland, probably in the best form of players that hasn't won this year. Um, Ram as well. Sorry, I know I'm saying a lot of names, but... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people in good form, basically, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, let, well, let's, I mean, let's just touch on a, cu- a couple of those right, right at the top of the of the world rankings first. So there's a couple of names you have mentioned, Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka, because both of them are big injury issues, haven't we? We don't know kind of where they are with their fitness, do we? No, I'm not even sure if DJ's playing. I mean, he hasn't pulled out yet, but he did pull out last week. Maybe it was just precautionary, hmm. and he's... Uh, He's fully fit this week. I'm not sure, but yeah, that is a bit of a worry. And then Kepka as well. Oh, I mean, he's he's had issues for what two years now, probably. Like every single week, he seems to still be struggling. So um, yeah, it's going to be really difficult because yeah, this course is going to be the longest in major championship history. It's got the highest slope and course rating in the US, so it's uh, quite a big ballpark and it's quite testing and difficult. So if you're you know, you're not quite feeling it with your knee. It's going to be very difficult to it's, win. Yeah, that's the thing. It's going to be a really tough walk, I think, for them, because it's just going to be really long. I mean, Kepka this year, if you look what he's... He's got ridiculous stats. I don't know if you've seen them. He's played in seven events. He's missed four cuts. But then he's won one, finished second once, and finished 38 the other time. So he's he's either if he's on the guy if he's on it and he's fit we know he can compete he's still a fantastic golfer but I just don't think he's fit enough at the moment is he you know he's only played twice since uh, the WGC in week nine you know he's 
you know, that's played twice in 11 weeks. And that was the Masters where he missed a cut. And last week, uh, the Byron Nelson where he missed a cut. So um, it's tricky, isn't it, to, to, to tip him? But if he has a good week, you, you just you can never write him off, can you? And and DJ, as you mentioned, we don't really know what's going on with him. We know he's got a bit of a dodgy knee as well. And his form has, he just hasn't been anything, has it, really? Um, he did win in Saudi at the start of the year, uh, but then he's really flattered to deceive since then. So he doesn't seem to be quite on the ball at the moment, does he? Uh, the well done one. I think that's down to fitness as well, isn't it? So um, rightly so, I think Rory is, is going to be favourite. He obviously won the last time that he was played the course. He won two weeks ago. He's, um, you know, he's finally got that belief that he can compete with the, the, guy, the, the guys at the top of the, uh, uh, of the world rankings as well again. And uh, he's seventh in the world and I really wouldn't be surprised if Rory did win. So um, I know you're a big John Rahm fan, aren't you? When yeah. is, when's Rahm going to get this major championship off his back? Uh, hopefully as soon as possible. He's had uh, loads of top tens this year. Six top tens in ten starts, which for your world's top 50 player, that's an amazing start to the year. But for John Rahm, it's, it's a little bit disappointing. Uh, was fifth at the Masters, fifth at the WGC match play. A fifth at the Genesis as well, and just um, yeah, just loads of good results. But you know, he did change his equipment, so he has uh, I don't know, maybe just about got used to it because it is a big change. He's changed his ball, all his clubs, and to still put in those results is is really impressive. So yeah, you've got to like him, especially on what is going to be a ball strikers course this week. And then another player that I didn't mention as well, sorry, was Justin Thomas. I would imagine he's second favourite with the bookies. I haven't checked, but after his Players' Championship win last time, what, what was that, March? Uh, you've, you've got to like him as well. So I'd say it's, it's actually very wide open this week. Yeah, Rahm and uh, Thomas are both decent odds, 15 to 1. I mean, I'll be honest with you, Rory's 12 to 1. It's not very short odds. There's no really out-and-out favourite this week at the moment by the looks of it with the bookie, bookies. I mean, uh, Thomas obviously won the, the Players. What now? Eight or nine weeks ago, uh, and then he's played four times since then. Not done, you know, he's made every cup, but he hasn't done anything amazing since then. I think one person I was going to mention, which you did, and just touch on again, is Victor Hovland, who's just got a ridiculous run of form going. He's he's again, he's had six top tens in eleven starts this year, but actually, if you look at his last thirteen. He's actually had eight top tens and a win. You know, very, very consistent. He's he's 11th in the world. He's about to go in, into the top 10 for the first time. So uh, he's 25 to 1 by the looks of it. And I think that's that's really pretty decent odds, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. He's uh, he's definitely due a major, I think. When you look at what Morikawa did so young, and these guys are just coming out of university and, and just lighting the tour up. So, yeah, he looks like a sort of a 10-year veteran already, doesn't he? And definitely got the game on what is going to be a ball strikers course. He's one of the best ball strikers in the world. And yeah, you'd be surprised if he wasn't sort of top 10, top 5, would you? Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and of course, if we're going to talk about a long golf course, then we need to talk about Bryson DeChambeau, don't we? This person who hits the ball about the far as anybody else. What do you reckon about Bryson's chances? Yeah, I feel like, well, I'm certainly overlooking him this week. And I think a lot of people might be just because... Although he's clearly one of the top five golfers in the world, he's a little bit erratic when he's not quite on it. So, yeah, you, you just don't know what Bryson's going to turn up, do you? If he 
if he turns up on form, then sometimes he's unbeatable. Look at him at the US Open last year. Uh, Bay Hill this year as well, he was sort of unbeatable. So, um, yeah, he's he's increased his speed, increased his distance to, to try and win majors. This could potentially be the, the very perfect golf course for him. Yeah, and he's you know, it's 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 a real logjam at the top for the bookmakers. They do not know who to go for. I think on this, they usually I think you usually get this. Uh, we've got Dustin Johnson. He'll be the short price favourite. Blah blah blah. But Dustin's not this week because he's we don't even know he's going to play. So Roy's about eleven, twelve to one, and then there's a logjam of about six, seven players, all around fourteen to eighteen to one. And you look at all of them, you think, oh, yeah, he's got a chance, he's got a chance, he's got a chance, and you just don't know how to how to get past them. So um, Bryson's one of those guys, and another person, Jordan Spieth. If he wins this week, he completes the career Grand Slam. And he has, of course, had some success in the last couple of weeks as well. Can Spieth get it done and get the Grand Slam and make history? Yeah, if he drives it like he did when he won uh, the Texas Open, then definitely, because he... He sort of had it on a bit of string that week, didn't he? But um, if any signs of frailty turn up in his long game, he starts missing multiple fairways, right, left, then I think he's going to have a really tough time of it. But yeah, definitely definitely in the form. Six top tens in 10 starts this year and a win as well on top of that. So uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely trending to win the, the career Grand Slam, which think if you go back and listen about six months ago on our podcast, you'll see that I actually predicted him to do it first out of anyone. So I would be the first guy to take credit on Monday morning if he does it. Yeah, well, let's let, let, give him a chance to get it teed up first. So yeah, his last three starts, he won the Valero Texas Open, third at the Masters, and then ninth at the AT&T at Byron Nelson just now, uh, just on Sunday, where he had a pretty disappointing final round. You know, he was, he was right in the hunt and actually only um, shot a 71. So, um, but, it, you know, he, he had a 63 in the first round there. He's, he's playing well. He's playing very solid. And if you can get him at a good price, I think he's someone that a lot of people will be looking at. He looks like you can get him about 16 to 1 as well. So, you know, decent, decent odds. And the last person I want to do just, touch on whilst we have a chance is defending champion Colin Morikawa he's still underrated in my opinion because he's 28 to 30 to 1 to defend the title that's that's too long isn't it yeah it probably is I haven't checked the weather forecast yet have you uh well for, for I can tell you what it is in Essex but uh because <laughs> I just look out my window but uh no go, keep, keep talking and I'll google it no, I'm on it now, actually. I'm just going to check. But if it's firm and fast, then you'd fancy him. But if it's not, he doesn't really hit the ball as far as uh, you would probably expect. It looks dry. That's what I'm seeing. Dry. Doesn't look like much chance of rain. It looks windy here. It says 25 mile an hour on Thursday, 20 mile an hour Friday. Oh, wow. This is going to be interesting. So, yeah, that could could really open the field up. And Morikawa is, is kind of the guy that basically hits the most greens on tour, doesn't he? He's, he's essentially the best iron player in the world. It's just, yeah, if he can get it off the tee sort of over 300 yards consistently because sometimes he does get outdriven by the likes of DJ and DeChambeau by about 60 yards. So, um, yeah, you, you can't doubt his grittiness and putting and short game, though. Yeah, and, but also he doesn't seem he doesn't get the respect that he should, does he? He's sixth in the world, had, was fourth in the world a couple of weeks ago. You know, he's... 
one of the best players. He won the WGC, you know, two months ago. He played nine events this year, has had four top tens, hasn't missed a cut, had a win. You know, why he's defending champion. Why is he that long? That, that makes no sense to me. And that's why I might have a quick bet on him, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah, I think that's someone definitely to look out for. It does. It is weird that there's just people who will get more money put on them than others. And Morikawa just isn't a popular name still, even though he won a major last year. So I reckon he's got. I reckon that's really good odds and uh, and to check him out. But we have a proper betting tipster now at Golf Monthly in uh, the form of Jeremy Chapman, and his tips will be going live in the very very near future. So check out what he's going for at the Golf Monthly website. Uh, Google Golf Monthly Golf Betting Tips uh, or come to the site golfmonthly.com or check out our social media posts at Golf Monthly on Twitter and Instagram and Golf Monthly Magazine on Facebook. And he's doing a couple of different guides for us this week and he will be uh, doing all his huge amounts of research to try and find a winner. He picked just two each ways over the weekend. Uh, you know, no wins, unfortunately, this week. We did have Sam Burns, as I mentioned, and also Charles Schwartz, who, who also finished top five in the, uh, uh, the event on the PGA Tour. So um, he continues his very, very good form. So look out for those tips in the very near future. Uh, you mentioned about Kiara Island has the highest slope and course rating in the US. And it's going to be the longest course in major history at 7,876 yards, which uh, overtakes US Open course with Erin Hills. And it's got... Even though we hasn't had that many major championships there, it's got quite a lot of history, hasn't it? If we think about the 1991 Ryder Cup and the war on the shore, when um, the USA just squeaked uh, a victory over Europe, 14 and a half, 13 and a half after Bernard Langer's infamous missed putt on the 18th green. And it just always seems to throw up a good kind of event, doesn't it? Yeah, I wish I was alive to watch that. That was... Uh... An amazing Ryder Cup. I've seen that the highlights of that so many times, and every time you see Langer holding his putter in that very weird grip, just you know urging him to hold it, and it misses right every time. But <laughs> yeah, just an amazing event, and that that was actually what the course was built for. So um, mm. yeah, it, it produced what it was designed to produce, and uh, yeah, 2012 looked, looked like it was a fantastic tournament as well. It was uh, a very funny leaderboard. I remember. David Lynn was second, wasn't he? And basically won about 800 grand that week, which was by far the most of his career. Uh, and yeah, Rory won by eight. But hopefully we don't get somebody romping away with it this week. And we, you know, a bit like Bernard Langer in 91, we see a final putt on the 18th green that, that really means something. Yeah, but well, we'd probably like to see someone actually hold that as well, wouldn't we? We don't want, <laughs> yeah. people, we don't want to see people missing putts to lose uh, championships and things like that, do we? But um, you're right, it was a weird leaderboard last time. We had loads of Englishmen on there. Um, and I said, I don't know whether that was Olympic-based or whatever it was, but I think, yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting course. It's it's kind of linksy, isn't it? It's right by the sea, or the ocean, I should call it. And... Um, and it's just, yeah, it's, it should be a really, really fascinating week and something that we should really enjoy watching and uh, and seeing. And you met, and I, I mentioned that, you know, there were lots of Brits at the top of the leaderboard in 2012. Uh, but actually, as you've written down here, Americans have won the last five PJ Championships. So do you think another American has a better chance or do you think rest of the world? Well, I have put most of my money on a non-American this week. Yeah, I mean, the bookies love the Americans, don't they, looking at the favourites. But Are you going to reveal who that is? 
Um, it is Sergio Garcia who I spoke to this morning. I think he's uh, in great form. And, you know, it's a ball strikers course and there's nobody better than him, really. So, yeah, I think I've gone for my, my heart over my head there. But um, the returns are going to be very substantial if it comes in. Um, and then, yeah, I've just gone for for uh, quite a few players, but on much uh, lower stakes. And just looking, I mean, there's so many Brits that I think are very tempting. Justin Rose is 80 to 1. Tommy Fleetwood is 66 to 1. And Lee Westwood, who was essentially the best player in the world a couple of months ago, can be found for as high as 125 to 1. Yeah, it's. It, uh, I mean, there's a lot of value out there. I mean, uh, Rose was, I think, was, was second or third last time there as well. Uh, I mean, Till Hatton, I, I saw Till Hatton. He's, I mean, he's in the world's top 10, isn't he? Isn't he? And he uh, appears to be about 60 to 1. Um, you know, there's, there seems to be a lot of um, decent value out there. So uh, do check it out. And as I said, do check out the golf betting tips on the Golf Monthly website uh, to help you out. So there you go. There is the preview of the PGA Championship. Hope you enjoy it. Do follow the Golf Monthly website and Golf Monthly social media posts to keep up to date with everything that's going on, on and off the course at Kier Island. Uh, we're really looking forward to having a really good week and uh, golf being at the uh, the top of the headlines for, for the sport pages. Uh, it's the end of the Premier League season, things like that. But no, that's all sorted out already, hasn't it, really? So uh, let's hope maybe uh, a big name is raising the huge Wanamaker trophy uh, come Sunday evening. So, Elliot. Good talking to you. We'll uh, chat and debrief after the event next week. Yeah, uh, great chatting. And uh, yeah, who knows who we're going to be talking about? The bookies don't know and uh, we definitely don't know. So uh, yeah, it's going to be a really, really exciting weekend ahead. Absolutely. So again, thanks for listening and we'll speak to you again next week. Bye.